1: Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. We're going to give preference to the people who are contacting the congressman and writing letter to the State Department because if we don't, about 270,000 green cards will be wasted. Most, if not all of these green cards are supposed to go to the backlog countries, which happens to be Indians. If we don't use it, it's going to be wasted. So we will give only preference to those people who have written letters to the congressman and are going to promise us they're going to write one letter to the congressman, one letter to uh, a copy of that letter to the congressman, Joey Lufkren, and an email to the State Department questioning why they can't make all the dates correct. And we have given you the links, drafts for it, where we need to do is the judge need to fill in the blanks. And if you oppose it, you let us know why you oppose, um, why you oppose uh, not using these green cards. So if you uh, have written letters, um, you put three um, and you, you tell the uh, uh, Gayathri that you written the letter and uh, you will be given preference over other people. Good ahead, Gayathri.
2: Madhu. Hi,
3: Ramadu. Uh I sent my medicals uh, to Nebraska Center on uh, July 2nd mm-hmm. uh, with the interim file. I followed your instruction and template. Uh, thanks for that. And uh, today, this morning I was chatting with uh, Emma and with a live agent and uh, I asked like, where is my case and uh, uh, did you guys receive my medicals? Then they responded, my case is with still Nebraska and uh, to know the uh, details of medicals received or not, they asked me to submit a request for evidence. So I'm not sure where to submit just, that. Just,
1: just ignore anything what they are saying right now. When you send the medicals, it may take a lot of time for you to get into the file, though. Don't automatically estimate you did the interfiling. They're going to take your interfiling with a red carpet and then we'll take it out. Just like the way they take it gold out of the reserve bank and take to the proper place. That's not going to happen. okay? Okay. There are risks involved in it. You have been already been identified, told there is a risk involved in it. Right now, there is nothing you can do. You just have to wait.
3: Okay. Right. And I have another uh, quick question. Uh, my downgraded I-140 got approved and uh, I submitted a uh, freedom of Act information on that uh, downgraded I-140. Mm-hmm. And they, they responded within weeks saying that uh, this is duplicate already. We provided uh, uh, evidence earlier. So which my question is like, I submitted like in the month of December for my EB2 I-140. Uh, but uh, they are linking to that. Is both uh, I-140s are same at this point?
1: No, they are no, They are not same. Um, fill them again, point it out to them that this is a new I-140 that you're speaking about. Okay?
3: Okay. Thank you, Rahul. Thank you.
1: Next person,
4: please. Ganesh? Hi, uh, Rahul Garud. Uh, thank you very much for your valuable guidance. It's really helping us, all of us, actually. C- can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Um, So my question is, uh, uh, I got my uh, all all receipts, uh, I-140, 765 and uh, uh, 485 receipts for both for my wife and uh, myself. And recently I raised uh, biometric completed uh, under EB2 March, 2011 priority. Biometric, uh, um, I got, uh, I recently raised expedite request for my wife's EAD about 10 days before and now I see that uh, uh, her EAD and AP is approved uh, mm-hmm. online. Yesterday, I received 485J receipt uh, mm-hmm. for me. However, um, the alien number, A number is written for my wife. Now, um, my question is, how do I correct this? Is it, is it something which needs to be corrected? No, that's okay. Don't worry about
1: it. A-numbers are
4: not that significant.
1: You don't have to worry that much about A-numbers.
4: Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's first question. And then next thing is, uh, as 485J is received, I, at least I got the receipt right now. So, do should I be expecting approval and... Uh, or uh, No.
1: Anything? No, you may. Some of the people are receiving the 485J, some of the receipts, some of them are not receiving. Some of them are receiving the 485J approval. Some of them are not receiving the 485J approvals. Some of them are repro- appro- getting their green cards approved without 485J receipt notice or approval.
4: Okay. Okay. So, uh, how soon should we expect anything, any action? Uh, is there any? can
1: be any day from now, but there is okay. not much you can do about it.
4: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I was yeah. thinking of raising a. And you already wrote
1: person. letters to the congressman?
4: Oh, I already wrote letters. Probably we'll be meeting uh, this weekend, uh, before the weekend with Zoe uh, Lofre, Lofreyn as well.
1: Oh, you are in that constituency?
4: Yeah, and we are, we are grouping together a couple of people and uh, going Smart. together to meet her.
1: Thank you. Thank you. That's um, so nice. Meeting her will be so valuable.
5: Yeah. Um,
1: was- can, you, can you email me the meeting information? I'm going to put that in the YouTube uh, if that's okay with you guys.
4: Uh, I haven't got the meeting invite yet okay uh where should I put it here uh, should I- uh,
1: send an, send an email to info at rn log group what time you are going and if okay. there is any person that these people can contact to go along with you so we can start advertising what you're doing too if that's okay sure.
4: with you sure sure definitely i'll uh, i'll probably I'll, I'll send an email with uh, with a contact on uh, okay. this telegram group where we are kind okay. of grouping together and uh, trying to figure out how to contact her and all so, that. And, and send that link
1: of Telegram to us
4: so that okay. if that's
1: okay with us, with you, so that we can yes. publicize that information.
4: Okay, sure, sure. Definitely, I'll do
1: that. Thank you. Thank you for efforts. Next person, please.
6: Thank
7: you. Hey Rahul. This is Chitan here. Thank you for your service. I had a few questions regarding the process uh, of how USCIS work. So I recently filed in July, uh, in June actually, my downgrade I-140 and concurrently filed 485 as well. So when we do this, there are four applications involved, right? 485, 140, advanced parole, and the EAD. Uh, Does the same USCIS officer adjudicate all cases or gets all the cases? Like, how does this work?
1: Yeah, it should typically be the EAD and advanced parole should be adjudicated by the same officer. I-140 normally is not adjudicated by the same officer because I-140 requires that the officer need to be trained in I-140. EAD in advanced parole, what's there in it? You are it. That's it. You're approved. Okay. There's nothing there in EAD and advanced parole. But an I-140 requires a lot of training. So there will be a different officer that will be
7: adjudicating the I-140. Okay, got it. Thank you. And then the second question I had was, uh, I received the uh, receipt notice for 45 uh, EAD and advanced parole, but I did not receive the receipt notice for 140 filing. Is that because they sent it directly to the lawyers?
1: Yeah, um, that is
7: right. I-140 receipt notice,
1: employees <laughs> will never receive it. Lawyers normally share do not share that information with the employees. You can contact your employer if you want to. Lawyers do not share. We do not
7: share it because you know, it's a property to, of employee. Uh, exactly. I'm trying to actually uh, premium file my 140 now, uh, but I don't know if they received the notice or not. So that's that's basically. Oh, they, they if you have received
1: 485, 99.999% of the time they receive an I-140 receipt notice.
7: Okay, perfect. All right, that's good. Thank you so much. appreciate your help.
6: Kiran?
5: Hi, Rahul. Uh, Thank you. Um, I have a question. My wife's uh, priority date is July 2013, and it's actually in straight EB3, and we filed for 485 in last October. We got the receipts uh, and the biometrics are done. We haven't got the EAD and AP. Uh, My priority date is in November 2012, and uh, it's actually in EB2. And uh, I filed my downgrade uh, last month, um, and I uh, applied for premium, but uh, it got rejected. Uh, so <clears throat> I was uh, wondering, uh, what do you uh, suggest? Uh, do I? Do you think I should file for 485? Uh, oh, that's a
1: tough question. Uh, first thing is that I'm assuming that you didn't use the EADs and advanced roles. Uh, we, sure
5: we never got the EAD or AP.
1: That's a tough question. Here is what I would do. I will file the 485 for you and your wife though. The reason is that what if the trick what our friend is doing, going meeting the Lo- Joyce Lofgren's thing doesn't work out? Where the all the green cards are wasted and then you may have to wait for decades though. At that point of time, 2012 and 2013 makes a lot of difference. Sure. I'm yeah, also I mean, thinking I'm also thinking another way of doing business in a sense that you can always make a judgment call later on, not right now. I mean, you know we get the uh, visa bulletin in August is right? We get in advance yes. right now. So if it comes in uh, if it goes back in August then I'm going to file in July. You see the point? Okay. I hate to be a lawyer of you doing that, okay. <laughs> I hate yeah. to be a lawyer of doing it. I mean, you are just annoying me, uh, but that's the best way. I hope your lawyer is better than me.
5: Yeah, I have. Uh, I mean, it's, it's all ready with him. It's just uh, that, you know, I should say yes to go ahead and file it or no. So I was just, you know, waiting. About
1: every three, months, every three four months, everything changes. The lawyer have to rework the whole thing out. Um, You know what? I'm filing it. I, I, but I wait until I one forty is approved. What's the hurry? Okay.
5: Okay. Okay. Sure, I'll do that. Thank that's,
1: you. That's a that's a tough call. That's a tough call. Next person, sure.
5: please.
3: Thank you.
1: Next sure, person. Can hear
8: me?
1: Yeah, I may give a better evaluation if you contact me in December of two thousand and twenty-one. Though at that time, I may give a better evaluation. Not December. Sorry, November of two thousand twenty-one. Good, sir.
8: Uh, a quick question on the the perm process currently i work for company a basically uh the company a filed my perm in month of a, i'm sorry in the month of may 2021 and now the company b is actually acquiring company a now i'm trying to understand whether what it, what it is if it is a success in interest or if not what is the complications for this perm? so you
1: you already filed the perm labor right now
8: Yes. Yeah. It's in the process now. Yeah.
1: Okay. So if, these, if the successor of interest is there, uh, okay. if they qualify for it, they can use the same labor certification file and I-140 using the same labor certification. Sure. Mostly when there are purchases and, and transactions like that, okay, without looking into documentation, I would sure. say that about 90% of them will meet the successor of interest though. The okay. successor of interest doesn't have to take the entire liabilities and assets of the company they just need to take only immigration liabilities and assets
8: sure sure okay and one last question is i already have my pd which is from the old employer uh, which is uh, 2015 some june do you think uh, that the the date of filing will be current sometime in november december or january october, yeah. yeah october yeah november, uh, uh,
1: Definitely, I'm expecting for you to be current in October, uh, but I don't know about November, December though. Oh,
9: okay. why,
1: why it could be October and not November is that historically it was uh, historically the filing dates were not used most of the time. It's only used about one by six or one by fifth of the time though. So and, and also there may be too much rush in filing the 4-8-4 <laughs> application in October. So we don't know about November though. That's where ah sure. uh, you, you just file the labor certification. You're 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 on the you're on the edge there.
8: Yeah, even even the DOL, I mean Department of Labor uh, releases the date as current in October month, then but USCS has to still use that date as filing, right? Or I cannot use You're that. right.
1: You're right. You're right. You wrote okay. the letters to the congressman?
8: Yes, I do. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Next
1: person, please. Because we need to kick the people who are ahead of you, we kick them out. Yeah. You have a better room. We give them the green card. You have a better chance. Next person, please.
9: Yeah. Hey, Raul, thank you for taking my question. So, I am a Canadian permanent resident, and I had to disclose that in my four hundred and eighty-five application. If I recall that correctly, they do ask if you are a permanent resident for s- some other country. Can that? Well, where does where does where does it say in the four hundred and eighty-five application? It doesn't 48- ask. For that EAD, I remember from my lawyers that I had I had to disclose that if I'm a permanent resident, either it was the EAD application or the 485. One well,
1: the- I I don't recall, but let me tell you one thing though. Will it cause any problem in filing the 485 application? Will it cause any problem in getting the green card? Let me answer that question to you. No. Oh,
9: okay. Got it. But, my- but, I, but I,
1: I haven't. I, I don't recall seeing that question though.
9: Okay. So maybe I'm, I missed it, but I just, that was my question. Okay. The second question is, so I'm currently on H-1B. So I work most of the time from Canada. And now with my I-485 in process, can there be a situation where they'll say, this guy is out of the country and, um, you know, we, we're we not, we're going to not approve his 485 Right. There are two two ways of processing the
1: 485 app, um, the green card application. One is through the consular processing. One is through the 485 processing, though. So if you are staying for a long period of time, more than three months outside the country, you need to have a private consultation with a lawyer. Okay.
9: Even if... Okay. Got it. Because I filed it within the country because I can cross the border and go, go in at any point in time. Uh, but I'm not doing that just yet. Okay. So you're saying... I would could...
1: recommend... I would recommend that you do that.
9: Okay. So three months is the window. And what would be the frequency if I needed to visit U.S. to just not meet that extended period of absence?
1: Remember, you are not visiting United States. You are yeah. visiting Canada. Yeah, that's right. So now ask the question otherwise. Yeah, you know, every three months, you go one week. That looks to be fine to me.
9: Sure. Okay. So within three months. Okay. So at least a week should should uh, suffice that uh, week is going to canada not staying here okay week going to
1: canada got it okay remember you're staying here visiting canada got it got it okay understood all right next person and 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 you're going to risk your green card if you keep staying there and visiting this country next person please thank you Gayathri, can you go to the next person?
2: Vamshi. Sid.
10: Yeah, hi Rahul. Uh, this is Sid. First of all, I, have, I, I reached out to the uh, to the congressman, so thank you for that information. Um, second, my question is: uh, so I'm on my H-1B visa right now, and it's valid through September 30th, 2022. Uh, and currently, my company has filed for my recruitment process. It's in progress, the perm application, and it's under the 140 I-140 application. Uh, I'm waiting. Wait, wait, a, wait,
1: wait! You're given too much information. Did you did you got your labor certification approved, filed, or what's going
10: on? You said you're in I-140. I'm sorry, no. Um, let me rectify that. I it's in the perm. The perm is still going on, and they're in the recruitment phase of the perm.
1: So technically, it's not filed yet.
10: Yeah, not filed yet.
1: Um, And you said your H-1B is expiring in September 2022. That is correct. Yes. Keep going.
10: Um, So my current, my job location, as well as my, my address is in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, But I I was in Texas spending a few, uh,
1: you know. Are you working for a consulting company?
10: I am. Yes. Okay. Keep going. Um, So my current address is in Georgia. My work location is in Georgia as well. Atlanta, Georgia. My DL is expiring in September, 2021, based on my stamping, the stamping that I had received. And I'm not able to go to Georgia to get my DL renewed for some personal reason, due to which I have to stay in Texas. And I'm staying with my parents in Texas. If I get a license from Texas, is that going to cause any kind of issues? in the You are application supposed to process? be working
1: on H-1B in Atlantis, right? Correct. That is correct. No, I don't want you to get license in Texas. Fly, drive, whatever you do. Because okay. you cannot work in Texas for a long period of time.
10: Okay. So that will cause issues in the in the application? That will
1: cause issues, yes. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you, Raoul. Next person, please. Yeah, this mistake. Good good. you asked me this question. A lot of people do the mistake. They don't realize that. And uscs has asked the question. They check it on the driving license to see where you are at. And that becomes a huge problem. Uh, and they will deny your H-1B extension. Next person, please.
11: Shreya. Hi Rahul, can you hear me?
1: Yes, quite.
11: So Rahul, I filed for the downgrade application on October 27th uh, for, for myself. And like we we still haven't gotten our EADs and advanced payroll. Um, and alongside my H1B was expiring in September, is expiring in coming September. So I filed for my H1B renewal mm-hmm. uh, along with my wife's H4 EAD. So the, the mm-hmm. question is about my wife's EAD. Like, so right now we have two EAD, the application pending. One is the 485 EAD, which has been pending for about nine months. And the other is the H4, which we filed in H1 and H4, which we filed in uh, May Mm -hmm. this year. So we haven't gotten like, you know, that H4 approval and the EAD either. Right. So, so what happened in last two months, my wife, she became a Canadian citizen. So she got her passport. And when we were going back and forth from the border, so the border official advised us that she could get her H4 on the, on the border itself. So we basically went inside and they gave her an I-94, which is like the same time as my H-1B. So my question is, uh, can she use that I-94? Like, like first of all, like, would that jeopardize her her existing H-4 application that is still pending, like I-539 that is pending with USCIS, the new I-94 that was given on the border?
1: There is a chance they may, there is a chance they may not. But why? what is your concern, though?
11: Uh, so my concern is like ultimately getting to the H4 and the H4 EAD, like
1: she's... like. So your concern EAD is hard. only, she's already in H4 right now, so concern is on the EAD.
11: Correct, correct. So she already has two
3: EADs
1: pending. I haven't seen, I haven't, se- I've seen some H4s getting denied, saying that, hey lady, you already got the H4 until 2024 Why do you need it. I'm going to deny your H4. But we haven't seen any EAD denied because of that reason yet.
11: Got it. So, so do you suggest Rahul that we file another EAD application with this I ninety four that was obtained at the border? Uh, like she already has to pending.
1: It definitely doesn't harm.
11: Got it. But like getting before September is is will is difficult. That's right? a that's a totally different issue.
1: Getting before September is a totally different issue. It doesn't harm. You can do one other thing. You can supplement the H four by filing an interfiling thing and right. send them the i94 saying that he look she already got the h4 just adjudicate the ead how to interfile now there is in the chat Gayathri has put some information there about the medicals you can use the same formula and send her i94 to the existing ead application
11: got it and that that can be done by the applicant itself like we can do that
1: you can right? yeah you can do it yeah the guidance is there in the link that we provide got it
11: got it so we what we have to do is basically let them know that our 539 is pending. And, you know, during this time, you we were able to get I-94 on the board. That's right.
1: That's right. And you show them the I-94. All right. All right.
11: Thank Next you,
12: person. Ankush. Hey, Hi. Uh, hey, thanks Rahul for your time. Um, so I have a question. Um, so basically I am on L1A visa. Basically I came to U.S. on L1A visa in 2015, April then um, I converted to L1A uh, like at the consulate in Mexico through that blanket uh, petition because my wife wanted to work. But uh, now now right now my extension is approved for L1A till 2022, which, is, which will be like the seven years in the US. Mm-hmm. But my company is filing for EB2 and they filed the perm in, I think, March. So it, it will take around six more months. So once we get the I-140 approved, so they are saying that we can activate your previous H-1B uh, since you were all already on H-1B. But I would be, I mean, it is high, and they are like high chances that I would already, they like, would have completed around, like uh, I would be in the seventh year in my H-1B plus h one right. a state. That's
1: right. If you have an I-140 approval, you mm-hmm. can move back to H-1B.
12: Okay. So uh, so I was thinking that I, I should, you know, travel to India before completing uh, maybe six years so that they can you know change my status back to H1B. So that is not needed. I mean No, not needed.
1: They can change from L1 to L1 to H1B without you leaving the country.
12: Okay, okay. So so basically once I get the I140, even in the seventh year, if I have already completed six years, that is okay. okay. That's perfectly okay. You can do so. But okay. let, let,
1: what kind of company you're working for? <laughs> they're filing a green card after six years.
12: And you yeah, can I'm file gonna-
1: an I140 for EB1, they don't want to do it.
12: Yeah, because Think they are saying that, uh, that my designation in India is not, you know. Then idea how did they cut the L1A? Yeah, I mean, they made up some designation for L1A, but not. Ah, for... oh, come on.
1: These, you need to understand the position where you guys are. There's a difference between what I normally see when people do the master's degree in United States and people like you coming from big companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they leave everything to the company. I mean, right. why did you stick with that company on L1A? What is that you got it?
12: Yeah, actually, Your, it company, your company
1: is using you as a, like a bonded labor. There's nothing else like that other than that. And, that and, and you are happily living <laughs> in that la-la land. You, you have an H1B now, right now they are filing six years. What were really they doing? They could have the filed X- six years ago. You'd have filed the 482 application right now. Or right. even right now, okay. They'll file an I 140. If it gets denied, it gets denied. Aren't they filing H1B with a lottery where they get a denier? The lottery, there's something is absent, something doesn't get accepted. Why Mm -hmm. can't they file an I 140 for you?
12: Right. So, in the EB1 category, you're saying? Of
1: course, EB1 category. So, now here is my my thing to you you Mm -hmm. get an I 140 approval, you Mm -hmm. stick with that company for six months and Mm -hmm. run away. That is true. That is true. Okay. Run away, make a road for it. thank you so much. Yeah, you don't have to go to the country. In the seventh year also, you can get that uh, uh, H1B approval, not a problem.
12: All right, thank you so much, thank you.
1: B
13: Patel. Uh, Hi Rahul, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, I had a question on uh, AC21 job portability. So I applied for my EB2 to EB3 downgrade in November, uh, 2020. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Got my 140 approved um, uh, in mid-June with pre- premium processing. So, 485 is technically pending more than 180 days. But my lawyer is saying that um, I have to have my 140 also pending for me to use the job portability uh, AC21. Not
1: true? true. Not true at all. In fact, there is a memo that says that you don't even need to have an I-140 approval to
13: go yeah but it's good uh, to have 140 approved i waited till my 140 yeah yeah Z3. i know i know it, it doesn't even
1: require an i 140 approval but no we don't recommend that okay we don't recommend that yeah so that's end of the story
13: okay and uh, the ac the second part of the question is 485j um, so the new employer would have to file a 485j uh, what's the best way to determine if my s because my soc code i'm a mechanical engineer but my soc code is naval architect it, it kind of includes all the mechanical stuff and my new job is mechanical. How do I determine if it's the same or is the I need to consult a lawyer for that?
1: Uh, it's better to go through a lawyer to make sure that you're, you are, uh, you're, you're okay with it. Just because they have a given naval architect in the, in the labor certification doesn't mean that you only have to do naval architect thing. As long as it is in the same hemisphere, of the profession which you are in, which you think based on the description, what you're saying, you are, you are fine. It doesn't have to exactly match. It has to be the same profession.
13: Okay, because I'm, uh, I've set up a concert with a couple of other questions uh, with Rebecca Chen for this evening. So she should be able to answer some of my questions, right?
1: Absolutely, she can.
13: All right, thank you for your service, I appreciate it. Thank,
1: thank you. Next person, please. Karthik? Hello? Sorry. Yes, Karthik? Uh, sir yes go ahead kartik kartik
13: hello
1: yes kartik go ahead kartik you're muting yourself again and again
6: rajesh
14: uh hi rahul thanks for the effort uh, can you hear me so i'm you're i'm I'm here with uh, a question on behalf of my friend, who is a uh, dependent of a diplomat and is in an A2 visa. In order to obtain an EAD for him, would he be able to individually file it via an attorney or would there be any requirement from the em- need for an employer to file it?
1: You know what? My, my knowledge in this is a little bit less. I have to do a little bit of research on it before I can answer the question for you.
14: Okay, is is there an uh, uh you know a partner in your firm whom I can set up a uh,
1: yeah you can set up with any any of the office people that they will be able to guide you. It's just that I don't have it in in, in you know like this. I can't tell right now.
14: Okay. It's been a long, long time that I, I did it. Okay, I, I recommended your firm and we were going through uh, the uh,
1: Chen the, would be the ideal. Rebecca Chen would be ideal for this.
14: Okay. In the questionnaire, in the contact us questionnaire, there was no, you know, option to choose about the A2 visa.
1: Yeah, that's, you know, not many people do A2 visas though, so we okay. yeah. don't have it. So Rebecca,
14: Rebecca, Chen will be,
1: Rebecca Chen will be the ideal person for this.
14: Okay, all right, thank you very much.
1: Sorry about that. Next person, please.
6: Swati. Yes, uh, hi Rahul. So, uh... I am currently on day one CPT right now, and it's ending on 23rd August and my H1 is picked up in the lottery. I understand that I do have grace period, but uh, the grace period is for the last, from the last date of CPT or is it of H1, H1B?
1: You, 60 days is a grace period that's allowed to all student visa people. Completion. Once they complete their education, once they complete the stem extension, once they complete the OPT, they have sixty days before they are terminated from the civil system.
6: Okay, so then it so it's ending on twenty third August. Then it should be after that, right? That's right. Okay, and that then I right. have time to decide between that time. So I have another that question. Right. Uh, but you question. cannot
1: be employed in that period of time after August twenty third to October first.
6: Yeah, because CPT is ending, right?
1: Right. If it was a STEM extension, you can work, but not for CPT.
6: Right. So then uh, I will not be employed. Then will it be any problem for my H-1B to be approved?
1: No. Well, that's a question. I mean, uh, if the employment is still there from October 1st onwards, even though you don't have an employment between August 23rd and October 1st, if the employment is there from October 1st, H-1, we should be approved.
6: Okay. So the main uh, problem here is uh, my project is completed and I'm not on project right now. And I'm having a hard time uh, finding the new project right now. Because do you have of-
1: eligibility for H-4?
6: I do have eligibility for H-4. So I was just confused. Like, should I go to H-4 or will my H-1 be affected because of the H-4?
1: So you had some issues where you said the company is willing to do premium processing?
6: Since my project is gone right now, now uh, like it's been a month I'm not on projects. Ma'am,
1: I want you to file H-4 visa immediately. Okay. Because if there is an RFP, the H-1B will be denied. If the H-1B is approved, that's fine. You can find another company to file H-1B transfer at that point of time. But to be on the safer side before August 23rd, file H-4 visa. If the H-1B gets approved, you can always withdraw the H-4 later on.
6: Oh, can I do that? Yeah, you can. Oh, okay. So, uh, um, sorry to take much time. Last time
1: I told you not to file the H-4 for the gap, but you did not tell me at that time you lost the job.
6: Yes, sir. I lost the job and it's been one month and I'm really happy. And, and nobody is willing to uh, give the opportunity because my CPT is ending.
1: CPT is ending uh, August 23. So you file H4. You, do you have eligibility for EAD? No, sir.
6: Because uh, my... Okay, husband, that's fine. Uh, Just I file H4
1: done. right now.
6: Okay. Okay. So that's... Because best if part.
1: something goes wrong, you have the H4. If H1 goes very good, it gets approved, then you're in good shape.
6: Okay, so still H1 will not be in problem. It's approved. I can come from H4 to H1. You can withdraw
1: the H4 later on, yeah.
6: Okay, okay. Thank you so much. That really helps me. Thanks a lot. Thank you.
2: madam
1: I'll take the last caller, guys. Today, it's about two or three.
2: Amal. Hi. Uh, Hi, Rahul. Thank you for taking time to answer all these questions. Uh, Me and my husband, we both have I-140. And mine uh, has been downgraded from EB2 to EB3 in uh, back in October. And uh, uh, my 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 priority date is uh, July 2014 and my husband's is uh, June 2013. So we are expecting that the dates would move uh, in the next bulletin. So my question is, is it a good idea to downgrade his case also uh, from EB2 to EB3? That's my first question. And then the second one is Is it possible to do an uh, interfile uh, between no. uh, the same category?
1: No. 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 no, you can't do interfiling because you are the main applicant for your application.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you can't interfile with your husband's I 140 because that's he's not the main applicant. Mm-hmm. So if you want to avail the 2013, the only thing that you have to do is that file a downgrade application. File okay. an entire 485 application again, again right now. Okay. And, uh, and USCIS at a later date will come back and tell, uh, they will force you to withdraw with one of the one of the 485 application. And make sure that you don't use the EAD. Okay. Okay. If you want to do that. Now, a similar guy asked a question. Yeah, I mean, truth sometimes it's, one year will make a lot of difference. It may take 10 years, 20 years to bring that one year. I've seen that a couple of times, especially moving from March of 2001 to April, May of 2001 took almost like seven, eight years. And also from May of 2010 to move out of that, it took nine years. So it sometimes happens that way. And we will come to know based on how this stupid USCIS is going to work, because we don't know if they're going to waste a 270,000 green cards or they going to give it. So yeah, There's a and similar guy. One of the guys asked the question whether you should go like that or not. So it's up to you if you want to have available 2013 and 2014, then you should file a separate 4-8 application. Interfiling is not allowed.
2: Okay, but uh, will we have uh, uh, two EADs or uh, two... Uh, you, will have,
1: you will have two EADs. You'll have two advanced roles.
2: Okay, then which one should be, should we use actually?
1: If you both have, if you have both of them approval, mm-hmm. then I will tell you what, I, I will tell you what to use. You can have a private consultation. But if you okay. use yours though, mm-hmm. at a later date when we have to withdraw your I-485, that becomes a problem.
2: Okay, okay. okay. Got it? Yeah, thank you so much, Charles.
1: Thank you guys the next conference call will be tomorrow at uh, 4 30. sorry we couldn't get to all the people don't forget that we do have a live session me and Le- rebecca chen will be there at uh, between five and six and please make sure that you keep writing letters to the congressman make every friend of you write letters to the congressman so that we don't waste the 270,000 green cards thank you guys <laughs>